I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello there, and you join us here today to look at some watch collections, affordable and a little bit more. 5K, 10K, let's get into it. If you're looking for a whole bunch of watches, you will find a few just below this video. Check them out there. Also, click the watchfinder.com link in the description as it really helps. Thank you. Tom, you and I, I think we do a pretty good job of putting together some watch collections, but I think we can do better. And I think we can bring someone in who can teach us a thing or two. Yeah. None other than the authorised retailer of over 40 brands. It is the face of the Teddy Bullstar channel. Hello, Teddy. How are you doing? Woohoo! Very well. Very well. Good to see you guys. Never thought that would be a meme in itself, just to say very simple <laughs> words. <laughs> it is amazing. You have become effectively the face of the industry. People know you. People talk about you. People spot you in the street. They faint in front of you. They ask you to sign their bosoms. What does it, what does it feel like? <laughs> I've never done that. I'm putting that on record right now. I've never signed anything of this sort like that. But uh, it's, it's been a crazy ride. I had no expectation when I started this. And I'm sure similar to you, when you guys were getting this going, you guys were a huge inspiration in the early days, especially because you were at the forefront of producing, I think, top tier content in the watch space. So thank you. I've just been following the passion since. And there really was no expectation when I hit the red button, the infamous red button for the first time. I was hunched over, <laughs> horrible delivery. I think we looked at it last time with much <laughs> chagrin to myself because I was like, oh boy, I don't want to look at this. I just felt like I was in a torture cell for a second looking at my old videos, but <laughs> it's been a fun ride. It's been a very fun ride. And when you can infuse passion and something you're interested in, something that challenges you, something keeps you interested, it's a great marriage. It's a great marriage. So I'm loving it. Well, we appreciate all your hard work. But today we're going to put together some watch collections. We're going to put together a three watch collection, both for $5,000 and for $10,000. And those collections are going to be split between Sporty, Dressy and Wildcard. And why don't we get straight into it? Starting with the guest, what is your 5K three watch collection within those categories, Teddy? Okay, so I'm going to go for the order of sports first, and then we'll go dress, and then we'll go wildcard. So for my sports watch, I am going to go for a brand and a watch that I owned in the past. Love this brand. When I was first getting into watches, there's this element of logical thinking about how I collect, but then there's also the passion and romantic side of why I collect. And I found like the German tool watch, utilitarian watch, it just spoke to both aspects of why I collect and why I get interested in some of these things. So it made it easier for me to rationalize the absurdity. So I went with this, like a Zen 104 here. I think it's mm -hmm. a great watch that combines some upside of sports. It's a very wearable. It's also something that I think is unassuming, but its utility is 
right there at the forefront that allow you to get a lot of just use on a day-to-day. -day. So if you're looking at for that standard pillar, this just makes a ton of sense. 200 meters of water resistance. The watch just has different dial colors to choose from. You have Arabics, you have traditional just markers. Double AR coding looks like you can just grab the hands right off the dial and just zen the origin story founded by a flight instructor, early 1960s. All of that just resonated with me. And why I also just appreciate this watch too is it has a little sentimental value to me and I think it's a great watch if you're looking for some under $2,000. It was a piece that I remember I was wearing this in front of like my cousin who was a pilot and he didn't even know really much about watches, but he saw this on my wrist and he's like, what is that? And he, he was just so enamored by it and just how pure it was in terms of its utility. He's like, I need to have that. At the time, I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to, uh, you know, part with this watch. But he basically just bought it off my wrist. I gave it to him for a good price because I'm a good cousin. But uh, that, that also is kind of a fun little story I, I always like with this piece. And, you know, top grade movements, usually regulated really well. Uh, this is just a killer watch for the money. Yeah, I like to rate sports watches by their ability to survive the apocalypse. And I think uh, Azin will be right up there for that. I agree. I agree. Dress category. Now, this is a, this is a piece that... And it goes in tandem with this brand that just resonates with me as well. I mean, this is a watch I actually have in my personal collection. I think this brand is, it's weird to say underrated because of the size of them. I was fortunate enough to visit their manufacturer, but also their museum earlier this year. This is Longines. And why I say underappreciated, because that's an absurd term for a brand that sells over a billion dollars a year, but they are in the historical just idea of watchmaking so important and i think so many people overlook what they were doing in the late 19th century the 20th century i mean this brand had a dual time zone watch in 1908 they had a chronograph in the early 1900s and in a pocket watch chronograph in the 1870s i believe i mean it's a crazy amount of history and so many people just associate this brand i think now with kind of this two to four thousand dollar price range but they were known as really being at the forefront of like along with like a rolex and omega and i mean these type of brands being almost a leader in that early 20th century but i have the longine heritage classic sector i just love the simplicity of this watch the balance the symmetry it's just a stunning piece i also think that it's wearability 38 and a half millimeters it just works well on me. I have a beads of rice bracelet version that I think just pairs with the watch well. It's not a watch that you would think would look great with a bracelet, but it does. Looks great with a variety of other straps. It does only have 30 meters of water resistance, but I still find myself wearing a watch like this all the time. So I'll wear this more casually. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, lug to lug is pretty reasonable. You're under 48 millimeters there on the lug to lug dimension. And I, I just think it's a beautiful watch. It's think something I can go back to time and time again. And now we've seen the sector dial become this crazy kind of phenomenon in the industry where so many people are trying to imitate it. Longines has history of producing these, so big fan of this one as well. Your wild card, please, Teddy, to complete your 5K collection. I'm going to look at a watch here that is one that I just reminded myself of because I just saw this again in person and I thought, this is, again, pretty compelling piece. This is Traska. This is their Ventura GMT. This was one of the first watches and brands to start to roll out the True GMT, Traveler GMT 9 Series from Miyota. So this is like a 4 hertz isolated local hour hand function watch. But why I wanted to mention this piece was the addition of that GMT 
function. You also are getting a lot of, I think, value for money here. Uh, so this is a brand founder was based is based in the US. Obviously, they're you know, getting some parts from different parts of the world. Uh, but for around 700 bucks, you also are getting a stainless steel bracelet case that's also hardened. So that's 1200 HV on the Vickers hardness scale for context. Untreated stainless steel is like 150 to 200. So with this, I remember being able to test out the scratch resistance of like one of these links. And I reached out to them one time. I think it was like four years ago. I'm like, hey, this looks very interesting. This was a different watch at the time, but same hardening treatment. And they were very adamant about sending me a Rolex Submariner link. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? And like, yes, just, just test it. And I'm like, I'm not going to hold back. And I'm going to test out the scratch resistance of this. So I, I do it with a spring bar tool. I'm just scratching up these links. And it was incredible how resistant this was. And you're looking at that level of hardness. This is something that's almost on par with that of Zen with their Tegmented cases and like Damasco. Mm -hmm. Those are all retailing above $1,000. You're getting that for under $700 true GMT functionality. And then also the clasp on this has on the fly adjustments. So you have quick release. So for finding that with a brand, that's one of the areas where in say micros or little indie brands in this price range, it's typically harder. And those details are usually glossed over more because I find mm -hmm. bracelets and straps are almost like a way to cut costs rather than is to sell a consumer on a watch. But to see those levels of detail here in a watch at this price, I think it's pretty sharp. There's a lot of specs for the bucks. Yes. Spec junkie. Yes. Tom, what is your $5,000 three watch collection, starting with the sporty choice, please? For my sporty choice, I've gone for the wonderfully named uh, Nevada Chronomaster Aviator Sea Diver Orange Boy SL. Um, <clears throat> so uh, SL, I believe, stands for special logo. Uh, you can see the curly n at the top of the dial there instead of the n inside the shield i think that's right it's either that or super luminova <laughs> i'm not sure um <clears throat> of which there is plenty uh so loads of lovely creamy loom on the uh, indices and hands and uh you can see there's a tiny l above uh swiss at the bottom of the dial which uh, denotes luminova and that is the only difference between this watch and the original 60s model of which this is a reissue and there there wasn't an l there was a tiny t for tritium um but yeah that is the only difference because this is a bang on reissue of uh that classic 60s um hardy tough diver chrono yeah just impe impeccably recreated um beautiful vintage uh, stylings all across the board all your all that fun stuff you know, your, your tachymeter scales, uh, your bezels, your bi-directional bezels, shiny orange hands. Um, I think there's like a, a yachting timer or something. I don't know if that's the orange section of the subdial. Just loads of cool <laughs> dive vintage stuff. Um, really nice uh, vintage proportions as well. The 38 millimeter steel uh, case there. Um, a Salita SW510 inside. Um, yeah, it's just a lovely uh, vintage chrono there. And as as Nevada say, uh, for versatile men only. Uh, so, yeah, if you're, if you're staunchly rigid or strict, then this isn't the watch for you. Um, but just shy of $2,000, $1,975 for that. Um, so, yeah, cool, nice, rugged, tough uh, vintage diver there. Really, really nice. That's a piece, too. I, I want to give the shout to uh, Guillaume Leday. He's the kind of the thought and you know, brainchild behind bringing that back 
that brand and also responsible for like Volcane and uh, Excelsior Park. I think I just had a interaction with him when I was in like Switzerland one time, just tapped me on the shoulder and then he just shows me all these watches and I was just so impressed. So I, I totally agree with that pick, Tom. That's a phenomenal brand. Nice. Yeah. He's a clever chap by all mm-hmm. accounts. I bumped into a certain someone at the airport wearing one of these. That certain someone was Roger Smith. So really what a what a compliment so for my dress watch i'm going for something um clean and crisp and at a damn reasonable price point uh it's nomos uh you know you get all of that good stuff from those guys um and this is a classic timepiece um the tangente midnight blue now am i saying that correctly is it tangente uh I'm just, a tangent is probably how I'd Teddy, go correct him. Uh, see, <laughs> people that are the hardest on me are the Germans. I try my best. I say tangente, <laughs> but they are probably going to be upset with me how I say that as well. So okay. I try my best, but that's how I say it. <laughs> yeah, we're trying our best, the, the tangente here. Um, and this one in a very beautiful, bold, midnight blue dial, um, which sits in brilliant contrast to the golden hands and markings. Um not sure if that's gold or golden color hands um but very striking nonetheless uh only 35 millimeter uh, in diameter so very very elegant um perfect for a dressy watch um very simple round stainless steel case bipartite case uh with a sapphire glass um it's not all completely dressy though there's a bit of functionality there splash proof andrew 30 (laughs) meters of water resistance I do love a good splash. <laughs> um, but inside, you've got the wonderful in-house caliber Alpha. Uh, so Alpha denoting Nomos's first in-house caliber, um, and still they're most commonly used across uh, their uh, across their catalog. Manually wound, forty-three hours of power reserved. Looks gorgeous. You've got tempered blue screws in there, rhodium plating, um, and there's lots of perlage and sunbursting uh, finishing here and there. Um, 1,660 pounds. Um, don't know what that is in dollars, Andrew. I'm sure you're going to pick me up on me going over the budget later. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my dressy. I've, so for Nomos, I mean, this was also, as I spoke at the beginning, another kind of gateway brand for me. It just resonated very simple. I almost find that Nomos is a perfect, for the people that at least understand the design language, it's not for everybody, but I find that there's yeah. a lot of like influence in this style in so many aspects of our industrial design in the world that we live. It's very much about just simplicity while also mm. getting rid of excess, at least from a design. Some people don't like that, but one area yeah. where Nomos I don't feel gets enough appreciation is just from being a manufacturer. They're a manufacturer first. I think we always think about design, yeah. but they're producing small components in their facility to produce watches in Glassuta, uh, to have the Glassuta standard, it's around 50% of the parts need to be made in the region. I think they're over 90% for Nomos. And this is a brand that's, as you're saying, Tom, like retailing prices under $2,000, which is remarkable. I would say that Nomos to achieve that level of quality finish for the price has definitely sold its soul to the devil. It's the only thing I can think of that they've managed to do that with, um, but I'm glad they did. Tom, your wild card. This is the Color Ven. Um, so devised uh, by designer and inventor Mark Champkins uh, for Mr. Jones Watch. 
Um, this is not your classic analog watch. Uh, well, it kind of is actually. Um, instead of hands, you've got colored discs instead. Uh, so you've got a cyan hour disc, a magenta hour disc, and a yellow hour disc. Um, and you can read the time because each disc is um, marked with a very small white line to show you where it's pointing. And as they move around, um, the, the discs continuously intersect in this nice sort of Venn diagram pattern <clears throat> and different colors emerge and so it sort of changes throughout the day you get all, all the sort of colors of the the cmy um no black the black is in the case uh un unless you go for the silver one that's uh, cmy <laughs> silver which isn't a thing um <clears throat> Um, but yeah, really cool. Another another doozy from Mr. Jones. They're just um, really creative bunch of people and uh, their collaborations are just top notch. They find these really wonderful illustrators and designers and things. And this is a great watch. Uh, £545, uh, currently sold out. I don't think it's limited, so you just need to keep checking back if you want to get your hands on it. But uh, yeah, love it. I've never seen that one in person. I mean, I've seen that online in places, but it's interesting. Well, if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you need to educate someone on subtractive color, this is the perfect watch. Can't think of a time when that's come up, but yeah, colorblind people stay away from that one. That's for sure. Andrew's like a, a blast at parties. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you like color theory? That's an icebreaker. <laughs> Always a winner. <laughs> Well, uh, it comes it comes around to me to pick my three watch collection of five thousand dollars. Let's see if it's any good. And dear viewer and listener, I hope you're playing along at home. Write down in the comments what you would be picking, and tell us whether or not me, Tom, or Teddy have picked the best collections. So enough stalling. My sporty watch is the Christopher Ward. Yes, Christopher Ward. I know again. C60 Atoll 300. And of course, we all know and love Christopher Ward for applying quality and price together. They do a great job of... They're supplier people. That's what they are. They know how to get the best from suppliers at the best prices, put them all together for a very, very solid watch. So you're talking about a 40 millimeter diver, kind of in the style of the Yachtmaster there with the... Um, with the silvery embossed bezel, but you're also getting 300 meters of water resistance, a Salita SW200 caliber. But the part that I like most about this, because I'm simple, I'm basic, I like the color of the dial. They've gone for Fume, but it's not just from light to dark, they've changed the colors there, and it looks a little bit like the holiday I'd really like to have. You know the, the wooden hut at the end of the sticks, and it looks down white sand, pale blue, I can't have that holiday, but I could probably afford the £915 that this watch costs. Um, they've even gone so far, and I love these kinds of little details, to match the colour of the dial with the date wheel. I'm one of those people who likes that kind of little thing that they do. They have done that. You also get other little details like the Trident second hand there, which in case of emergencies, I think, Tom, you've pointed this out before. If you were to find yourself shipwrecked on a desert island and you needed a small fork, you've got one right there. You don't need to know the time anymore, do you? Because you're not going to be late for anything. You're on a desert island. So Christopher Ward really thinking it through. Um... There are many Christopher Wars that I could have chosen for this first sporty watch, but I really, really like the dial of this one, and I think it'd be a great all-rounder. Might be a little tricky for diving with the embossed numbers on the bezel, so keep in the shallows, swim somewhere nice and bright and warm, and you'll be fine. Has there been another brand that has completely changed how 
the watch enthusiast public sees them in like a 12 to 18 month cycle than Christopher Ward. I give you both a lot of credit for this too. I think you've really helped champion this, but rightfully so with like things like the Belcanto, the 12. And I've just been so caught off guard by how they've just been coming in hot with all these different models and how they've also just shifted the narrative around this brand. They've gone from people seeing them kind of like this micro category to being like a true independent and one of the leaders in that new just collection of brands that are trying to push these new ideas forward. I mean, it's pretty impressive what they've done and developing these new watches that uh, they've been releasing lately. Yeah, really incredible. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that they're doing an amazing job. I think Andrew not being able to shut up about them has maybe given them a little bit of a boost. Um, and, and I think the logo is has really helped them out tremendously as well, getting rid of the words Christopher Ward on the dial and just having having that nice logo applied to their dials is really, it was a, a shrewd maneuver. For the dressy watch, for your consideration, I'm going to bring in Tudor and it's probably not the Tudor that you are thinking about because this is the 1926. Tudor has done a great job of filling its back catalog full of loads and loads of stuff that's hard to navigate. It's really easy to lose sight of the the hidden gems in there, and I think the 1926 is one of them. I have chosen a silver dialed steel cased with blue hands and markers in 36 millimeters, because I think for a dress watch, 36 millimeters is a, an absolutely bonza size. Um, <laughs> you can you can share it with you. It's not that funny. You're still on holiday with your atoll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can share it with your partner. So actually, it's only half the price. And that price is just £1,610, very specifically, on the strap. Um, you are going to be enjoying the uh, in-house movements with this one. It is uh, an Etta or Salita base. I don't know anymore. They kind of keep that stuff pretty secret. So only 38 hours of power reserve. But it is 100 metres of water resistance. So you can enjoy it on the day-to-day as well. And... It's weird to say this now because I remember when Tudor was the entry into watches, but now Tudor is such a prominent and well-known brand that this is the entry into, ooh, super exciting luxury Tudor. Um, I also really like the old style self-winding script at the bottom half of the dial and the little smiley face. So the watch is like going like that. Um, What do you think of this watch, guys? I really like this watch. You're talking about under $2,000 to get into Tudor. Some will say, okay, it lacks maybe some personality like that of the Black Bay, which probably is true. But this is more of like the traditional nod to classic watch making, which when we think of Tudor, we think of more of these tool watches, Marine Nationale, Tudor Submariners. But this is kind of a connection to like that Oyster Prince. It's also for that entry door into the Rolex, Rolex Tudor organization in general. If you just told somebody that you can get at retail pricing a watch in that organization for under $2,000 and also has some sporty upside, versatile, I think it's a good pick. Moving on to my wildcard piece. And speaking of Guillaume Day, another project that he's been involved with, very divisive, but I think very, very interesting and great to see this kind of watchmaking coming in at a price point that is uh, more available to more people. This is the Space One, and it evokes the very, very special feeling of the uh, Dreamwatch 5 from Dibber Tune. That watch 
costs as much as a house. This one doesn't, but you still get that spaceship aesthetic. And very importantly, you get the jump hour complication, which has been engineered on top of uh, a standard movement by uh, Theo Ofray, who is also a very expensive French watchmaker. This watch has been very divisive. I've heard it uh, referred to from anything uh, from a spaceship to a car key um, to the bands that you put around your leg when you've been in trouble with the police and they need to keep track of you. Uh, I personally love this approach to making watches. I think the boundaries are limitless and they should do everything and anything. It's going to be very, very limited and niche to the kinds of people who want to buy one. But if they do, it's 1900 euros. Um, if you want to pick up the blue titanium version, how many blue titanium watches are there out there? Very few. There's a forged carbon fiber version as well and stainless steel, either brushed or polished. Um, what do you guys think of this watch? Is it an ugh, or do you think actually it's pretty cool? It's pretty cool. I don't know if I could pull it off personally, but I admire brands that are able to think about what can we bring to the table that is different from the competition, given the price constraints that are going to come along with it at these prices it's harder to separate with you know your movement uh, that's why something like the Belcanto, as you guys have like championed i think was so unique because they were able to really start from the movement to differentiate but this is using a case silhouette right which i think so many people forget you know we just see a case all the time we see you know traditional lugs traditional circular case architecture but this is another area where you can start to express yourself where it's not going to cost as much but they go even a step further with these different case materials, which you typically don't see at these price ranges, as you mentioned. So I applaud the creativity. I think this is something that we have to see. And I've always been very just adamant about, even if it's not for you, because so many times we as collectors can only see our little tunnel vision, myopic worldview, where we can't see that, wait, that's actually a good thing. And whenever you can resonate with something, even something like this, if you can act with your wallet along with just your own passion and curiosity, that should that's a good thing because that's how those people that complain all the time, we see the same old, same old, same old. You, you also have to throw a bone sometimes to these brands that are trying to do something different and stop just poo-pooing it. Absolutely, absolutely. After all, it is very, very subjective. Uh, you can't really tell someone else what to like intrinsically. You can't talk someone into thinking that wine tastes nice, for example. They either like it or they don't. It's just a shame it's not also a USB drive. That's my only criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, boys, we've been mucking about with the small change. Let's step it up a notch. Let's put our cards on the table. We're going to spend $10,000 on three watches. Teddy, you're going to lead the way. What have you got for your sporty watch? Okay, don't get mad at me. This is kind of a boring pick, but you know now at the beginning, I talk about forming logic with passion, and I have the Tudor Black Bay 58. Has this maybe been one of the most talked about watches in the last five or so years, probably. But if you're trying to build a $10,000 watch collection, you're thinking about what's a definitive watch for around say 30% of my budget here that I can spend. I think the Tudor Black Bay 58 is among the best. I own the Navy version. I think it's a phenomenal watch. It works in a variety of situations. The wearability is phenomenal. 39 millimeters, 47 and a half or so millimeter lug to lug. Whereas like traditional Submariners of the past, like if you like that original 20th century case of a Submariner from years prior, whether it's from Watch or Tudor, like this embodies that amazingly. And then 200 meters. Also, what I appreciate about these watches is that you're getting an element of 
diversity also in the styles that you're going for. So you have different case cases to choose from, dial colors to choose from. If you go for the original black version, I mean, that's going to evoke the most vintage flair. The navy version feels like a contemporary watch in many ways. Movement on the inside, 70-hour power reserve, those MT calibers, COSE certified. Is this a fatigued conversation to be having with the Tudor Blackmate? Perhaps. But does it make it a bad choice? I don't think so. I think it's one of the best watches still in its segment, even after it was released in 2018. I mean, it's it's great. So many choices to choose from now. Let it be said that the watch I'm wearing right at this second is a Tudor Black Bay 58. So there you go. We can be boring together, Teddy. Dress. Now, dress... I wanted to also think about complication when I'm building a collection. So I'm going to go with the Grand Seiko SBGM 221. So this is a piece that I was recently, and I think at the time of actually recording this, I think we just went live with a video on this. So it's kind of just top of mind. And I was just thinking about this and like, it, it is such a anomaly for the price in a variety of ways. One, you're getting a movement on the inside that I would say is among its best in class in terms of getting true GMT travel functionality while getting a movement that is going to have a 72 hour power reserve. It's a great been a workhorse in terms of that. But then also on the flip side, this dial is so pure, but it's strange because you think of Grand Seiko, what do people think about? They think maybe the high beats, they think of a spring drive, they think of some of these different crazy dial textures, but this doesn't have any of it. So why would you go for it? I just think it is a cerebral choice. You're getting a wearable case. It is a little bit on the thicker side, but still can be dressy. We'll slide underneath cuffs, under 47 millimeter lug to lug, only 30 meters of water resistance, but I love the way that this watch looks, that ivory dial, tempered blue, those indices are all faceted by an artisan. And you see that kind of combination of what they've done with their case finishing and combining that with just that detail that you see on these like applied markers. It's just beautiful to see with just those hands and just how this watch can tell a story with you just turning the wrist or you know flipping the wrist under the light, which I feel like I say all the time as a way to just describe a watch, but it <laughs> is so true. If you're experiencing a watch, it's one of the first things you recognize as you're getting it in your hands for the first time, like those reflective surfaces. And then you have Zeratsu polishing, which I think has become this buzzword. This case is almost entirely Zeratsu polished, so it's just polished everywhere. Sometimes you'll see the alternating facets that you'll find in some of the other cases, like the 44GS or 62GS. This is more just traditional polish. And we hear about this word all the time and it's like, all right, it's just distortion-free polishing. But even the technique of how they're able to do this, if you've seen how like a Swiss have, you know, have a polishing wheel, it's more of a, a surface that is a little bit softer. They're usually polishing from side to side, you know, hitting the case. If you see Zeratsu happening, it's just this vertical hard disc that's rotating and they're just going in and out. So it's like a hard surface on a hard surface. And that's how they're able to get this distortion-free look. So it's a totally different process in which they're going at this. Uh, I adore this watch. It doesn't maybe appeal to the same elements that so many people might associate with Grand Seiko, but under $5,000 for a piece like this, GMT, getting some of these 
common ideas that have become synonymous with Grand Seiko, I think it's really hard to beat. I love the the sort of extra sort of printed numerals there. Um, with the ivory of the, the dial, it, it feels kind of like bookish, like you said, cerebral. It, it kind of feels a little bit kind of studious or academic or something. It, <laughs> I think it, I, I'd feel clever wearing this watch. <laughs> it just, it, there's this kind of elegance and, and yeah, like um, studious nature to it, which I really, really love. Wild card. Okay, so this is an independent brand. And I, again, don't think enough people recognize what this brand is because they hear this this name. I think people give them a hard time for just the brand name, Formex. For some reason, people just can't uh, get over that name. But I think this is one of the cooler little in-the-know type of brands if you're familiar with what they're able to do. So I have the Essence. This is the Malachite dial version. So the Essence was basically the watch that helped kind of create this new resurgence for this brand. They, they've been around since like the late 1990s, which is kind of strange, but they've been able to kind of regain this momentum thanks to this watch. It's more of their integrated looking watch. It's not really integrated, but it, how it forms to the case with that bracelet is very unique. And it kind of follows that you know DNA that you'd find with some of these integrated steel sports watches and high horology of the sorts. But one thing I want to call attention to with Formex is, so their founder, Rafael Bernito, uh, or at least their own, uh, um, owner right now, is also connected with his family to be a major player in small components and parts. The company's name is Dexel. So they produce these highly specialized parts, bracelets, components of this sort for brands in the Swiss industry. So they have all this know-how in producing these parts and now have been able to take Formex to be this playground of sorts where they can try out all these different patented systems and bracelet functionality finish finishing wise i mean this is a phenomenally done watch i mean you handle this in person all the links are so well done this piece also has a case suspension system which some will argue might be a little bit of a gimmick i have found that it is also kind of useful if you are somebody that swells up during the time of year and you want to just kind of, if you're turning your wrist, it gives you a bit more of relief there. Uh, but this is a patented idea. So the case will actually extend up the central dial capsule from the outer shell of the case. Really weird and unique. 100 meters of water resistance. You now have different case size to choose from within the broader Essence collection. This one I'm looking at here is 39 millimeters. And you're also getting this precious stone malachite dial uh, that looks great with this kind of this line surface and uh, you don't usually see this kind of precious stone found in a watch of this price segment you're getting it under two thousand dollars these cases are being produced by them because of this this insider knowledge that they have and having the manufacturing capabilities to do it uh, this is uh, a watch that's probably produced more in-house than a lot of mainstream brands are doing so just want to give them a shout and i think it's a phenomenal finish watch from top to bottom I think you're absolutely right about the name. I think um, when I hear the name Formex, I think of fitwear for yoga mums, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but nevertheless, the people who have bought these watches become the biggest ambassadors before them because they feel like, I need to get the word out about this thing. This is amazing. The quality of this is fantastic. Uh, and so for the price point as well, uh, especially here, that beautiful stone dial is, is really quite something. Well, wild carded. And unfortunately, that brings us to the end of, of your pitches. Now you're going to have to sit there and listen to our crappy pitches in comparison. Tom, oh. where are you going with your sports watch? Strange new places. Uh, so for our um, increased budget, I'm actually going to keep it 
on the lowdown and, and go for a Seiko. Um, but not really, actually, because probably this is the most expensive Seiko you can get. Um, so this is the Prospex Marine Master 1965 reinterpretation diver. They love to reinterpret a 1965 diver over at Seiko. Um, and this is the Marine Master version. Uh, three different dial variations, clear water blue, dark water black and high water white. Uh, that one's limited to a thousand pieces. Inspired by uh, both the first Japanese diver from 1965 uh -huh, and the Seiko Marine Master from the 2000s. But this is top tier Seiko. This is um, their flagship dive watch and there's just loads of exquisite details in there. For a diver, it's just got some really, really nice touches. Um, so straight away, you might notice the, the horizontal line patterned dial uh, with the uh, brush texture there. And you've got a lovely uh, brush steel case, um, but the edges of the case and bezel are mirror finished. Um, so it gives it this really nice brilliance, uh, as is the ellipsed uh, ellipse-shaped links of the bracelet, a uh, really nice, comfortable-looking bracelet there as well. Um, but the coolest thing, I think, is uh, this is the first see-through case back in the history of Seiko divers. Uh, so you can see inside and see the very beautifully finished, high-performance mechanical movement, uh, the Slimline Caliber 6L37, which, according to Seiko, uh, makes the Marine Master the thinnest mechanical diver's watch uh, currently around. Uh, at 12.3 millimeters. Um, I haven't verified that, but I'll take their word for it. Um, and it's actually a really handsome movement as well. It looks beautifully finished, lots of brushed um, uh, plates and bridges and things in there. So yeah, really, really cool. 39.5 millimeters, 200 meters of water resistance, and just shy of 3,000 pounds. That's 2,990 pounds for uh, probably, I mean, arguably one of the best Seiko divers out now. Uh, so, yeah. Seiko have certainly done a really good job of taking the Seiko brands, King Seiko brands, Grand Seiko, and overlapping them in a very confusing way where you can have cheaper Grand Seikos than Seikos and those Seikos can have a higher level of finishing than the entry Grand Seikos, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have to do your research to really understand what's best to get. Um, Tom, give us your dress watch. Okay, cool. Right, so um, <clears throat> might be overlapping slightly categories here, but I've gone for the newish uh, Tag Heuer Carrera date, uh, not the not this year's Carrera, the uh, the the box crystal one, um, the Carrera date. Um, so it looks a little bit sporty, but I think it's universal enough uh, to be a, to be a dress watch. Um, and, and, and a bit more every day as well. But um, but it's got some some quite nice sort of showy features there that, that give it an air of elegance. Uh, so like this particular one has a, a nice silver sunray brush dial um, and uh, rhodium plated hands and markers. So uh, very elegant kind of touches there. And, and the applied Tag Heuer Shield logo, I think, is a cool detail, which is pretty neat. Um, it makes you run faster. Um, <clears throat> at 39 millimeters in diameter, it's nice and compact. Um, and you can get it on this lovely black alligator strap. Um, and you too, Andrew, can look just like Ryan Gosling uh, with that. <laughs> it has um, been said. Yes. <clears throat> Lots of other things have been said as well. <laughs> <clears throat> Inside is the high-performance manufacturer Calibre 5 automatic movement, uh, which looks very nice uh, on display through the Sapphire case back. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's just a really nice universal watch uh, from Tag Heuer. Obviously, uh, kind of the Carrera name is a little bit sporty, but I think this is quite elegant. 
Um, but yeah, this is a really cool watch. Uh, sub £3,000, so £2,700 for this one. I'll let you know, Tom, that I have been told I look like Ryan Gosling, but from the film All Good Things, where he played murderer Robert Durst. Um, oh, okay. Tom, your wild card, please. <clears throat> okay, uh, for my wild card, I've gone for the Anordain Model 1. Uh, Anordain being the uh, Scottish watchmaker famous for their in-house enamel dials um, and this particular one is uh, one I've chosen is the Japanese Oxblood Red um, <clears throat> so there are lots of lovely uh, punchy colours uh, to be had in the Model 1 range but uh, the Oxblood Red is very punchy indeed um, Anordain says this resonant Oxblood carries heft and impact enhancing the pink minute track and silver numerals uh, they don't mention uh, oxblood is very rich in iron and um, a great ingredient in hangover <laughs> soup. Um, so if you are feeling a bit woozy, maybe give the dial a little lick and that might perk you up a bit. <laughs> Not a guarantee, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, really, really exquisite uh, dials, um, just handmade. I think that, you know, the minimum they take to produce a dial from you know the brass stamp to the the printing of the numerals is, is I think it's a minimum of about twelve hours. Um, so yeah, really intensive. You know, they've got very ex experienced enamelers there um, working out of Glasgow. Um, <clears throat> uh, you can see uh, it says vitreous enamel on the dial there, which sounds really cool. Uh, so that's that's a USP that um, has definitely won me over. Um, the printed numerals are also inspired by the print on old maps of the Highlands. Again. That's another USP. That's a, that's a belter. Um, the sapphire crystal has six layers of anti-reflective coating, so uh, the sun won't obscure your enjoyment of the dial. Salita movement inside and three sizes available uh, from a small 35mm to a large 41mm. I've gone for everyone's favourite medium uh, 38mm in diameter, which is £1,750. Um, I'd absolutely love to add an enamel watch to my collection and I think if you're thinking about that, Anordain is the place to go. Um, really, really exquisite timepieces, um, beautiful crafts, um, yeah, lovely watches. I think you've been channeling your inner Mr. Wonderful there, Tom, been taking some advice from Teddy on that choice. Uh, I mean, if you can get one, I think the waiting list is how long now? Counted in centuries? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, sure. And that's the rub of going the process of enamel. Just, it's harder to scale that production. I'm sure the good yeah. people of Anordain also appreciate you uh, telling everybody to lick their dials. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not covered by the warranty. Well... It comes round uh, to, to me to pitch my $10,000 collection here, and I'm going to start off in the sporty side with an updated version of a watch that I once had, the Oris Divers 65. A great vintage throwback piece to, unsurprisingly, 1965. Here now with the Calibre 400 as well. So watches from the 1960s often had these skinny bezels. Modern ones often have thicker ones, which is perhaps a more practical choice, but from a an aesthetic standpoint, having that really big dial is very, very pleasing. It's got the riveted bracelet. Some people may not like that, but for £2,950, you're coming in underneath uh, Teddy's coveted Black Bay 58, but you still get that in-house movement. You still get the vintage diver throwbacks. Put all these ingredients together and basically you just get a watch that's not really seen that much anymore. Between this and the Longines Legend Diver, which both used to be the vintage throwback dive watches of choice, 
the Tudors taken that mantle, and, and I think this could start to claw some of that back again. Public service announcement, or maybe just a call to action that we don't always need a time-lapse bezel on a dive watch. I think some of this can be <laughs> thought about. This is a point where you can easily change and diversify without spending a ton of money and make it a bit different. So I, I applaud the fact that they decided to do something like this. It's usable, very usable, add some additional function. But on behalf of the customer, Teddy, I would say, what if I need to stand near a pool and might fall in and need to time how long I'm in there for in minutes? Oh, the tragedy. Um, this is, you're absolutely right. This is a, a far more practical usage of these kinds of watches, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, and you've got the choice, too. For my dress watch, we're back with Longines. Yes, we're definitely not being paid by Longines to talk about them in this video because we don't have to because the watches are actually phenomenal. This is the Master Collection something or other. They don't really seem to have given it a title, but the watch really speaks for itself because it has those delicious engraved numerals. It has those lovely leaf hands. And in this particular combination, it has a gray dial with rose gold numerals. It looks absolutely phenomenal. And it's, I think, a... Uh, a very, very underrated watch in the collection of, as we discussed earlier, a very, very underrated brand. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, I kind of think of it as like a geode where like it's just like a, a rock and they've just chiseled out that that outer crust and revealed the beautiful liquid rose gold inside. It's gorgeous. I love it. It looks amazing. And um, I, I don't know if you guys are on the web page, but... Um, it seems to be like a popular choice with henchmen. <laughs> huh. What's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. Looks cool, though. I love that look. I've never been assassinated by someone so handsome in all my life. If you're trying to fight your way to the kingpin through an, a restaurant that serves exclusively exotic meats, then you'll probably <laughs> have to fight this guy uh, on the way. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Oh, well... Um, to top all that off is my wild card. And if you were to see my wild card, you might think, Andrew, have you lost the plot? That is the most standard watch I've ever seen. But the wild card aspect of this Grand Seiko SBGP013 isn't just that it's really hard to say, it's that it's a quartz. Grand Seiko can come in at quite pricey, it's becoming more and more so these days, but that doesn't mean that you can't still have access to uh, a really generous helping of all of that lovely Zeratsu polishing and general dial finishing for a lot less. That isn't to say that I overspent on my other two watches and started to run out of money as I got towards $10,000, but it is to say that if you go quartz with Grand Seiko, you can still enjoy an awful lot of very, very nice Japanese watchmaking. And I would even go so far as to say that the Quartz is also a really, really good thing to own from Grand Seiko. Their uh, 9F calibers aren't just your run-of-the-mill, throw-it-in-the-back, £10 jobby. They are proper high-quality movements. Made alongside the spring drive movements, same people using the same techniques, same attention to detail, same fastidiousness, but you just Quartz. There's just no mainspring. Instead, you have a battery. And they even go so far as to hand wind the coils. So they're very, very neat. They grow their own crystals, which we all did as kids, but they're actually doing it for reasons of productivity. Um, <laughs> you package that all up together. £2,450 for a watch with the finishing that probably would rival somewhere between JLC and AP. No word of a lie. I'm not even exaggerating. These things are exceptionally finished. I challenge you to find a better finished watch for this price point. There endeth my sermon. <laughs>
Amen. I, I agree with much of what you're saying. <laughs> and I, when you look at Grand Seiko, the way you look at it, most brands, you think about it by collections of models. For Grand Seiko, how I would say and suggest to look at their structure of the brand is you look at inside out. You look at the calibers first. You have your 9F quartz, you have your 9R and your spring drive movements, and then you have their mechanical movements. But this is an important pillar of what they do. And the 9F is not just your run of the mill, as you mentioned, Andrew, like movement. I mean, this is plus or minus 10 seconds a year, harvesting their own quartz crystal. I know you're not going to see it, but it also looks quite nice for a quartz if there is such a thing. I mean, if you looked at these movements, they are decorated to a degree. Uh, that is not why you buy a quartz watch, but you're also mentioning the Zerato polishing. You're getting some of this case finishing technique that's being done in the Shinji watch studio that you'll find with some of their higher end pieces too. So for around $3,000, we're getting conversions all, you know, over the place here, but that's where it kind of falls (laughs) for us. Phenomenal value. It's basically a Kodo for Tudor Black Bay money. That's, that's what I'm going to say there. That's a bold claim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go, a whole bunch of watches for a whole bunch of price points in a bunch of different collections. Whose did you prefer? Let me know how well I did down in the comments below. And if you haven't heard of Teddy Baldassar before, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you got here without knowing, but go search him on YouTube, everywhere else. Go buy watches from his shop too. It's uh, Teddy Baldassar with all the S's and all the R's. I'm sure you'll find it. Thank you so much, Teddy, for joining us uh, and engaging in this fun romp of watch collectivity. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Always enjoyed it. It was great seeing you both. Uh, thank you for finding the time in the busy holiday season. Merry Christmas to you both. Happy holidays and uh, hope to see you guys very soon. You too. Likewise. Thank you very much. And thank you, dear viewer and listener too. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 